Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newest edition of the Junk Baller Podcast. My name is Michael Greenwood, and I'm here with my good friend Kevin Otterbein. As always, Kevin, how are you? Your better otter half. Is that a dad joke, is it? Yeah. Uh, That's a bad one. I'm a good fan of dad jokes, but that was a bad one. Was you're, a bad you're just jealous because I'm not, you didn't think no, of it. not you jealous at all. You didn't think no, of it. No. But no. I am well. There you go. Good choice of words. Good choice of words. Um, so welcome to the newest edition of the Junk Baller Podcast. Uh, we haven't done one in a couple of weeks. You know, we're kind of, it seems like we're on a two-week schedule. It seems like pumping them out. Um, but we have a special edition, one today just because of something that's coming up in MLB. But, uh, you know, what do you feel like uh, has been going on in the baseball world? How do you feel like the first half's been? What hasn't been going on in the baseball world in the first half, whether it be uh, the struggles of teams that we thought were going to do fairly well this year, like St. Louis, for instance. Um, There's also teams like the Mets, which is a happy surprise for us, um, especially with the... uh, the pitching and the hitting both floundering. Um, you have Alonzo, uh, but man, uh, watching the Mets right now, if you're a Mets fan, that's got to be pretty rough. But for us, it's pretty good. Brutal for Mets fans. Uh, it's been great. Uh, I love it. I love that. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of injuries to pretty prominent players. I think that's been my biggest surprise with it. You know, Judge is out. It Trout's out now. Otani's got the blister on his finger. Um, Jordan Alvarez is hurt. Uh, so, I mean, Walker Bueller's been out for the entire year. That was one thing. But um, Kershaw's now on the IL. Trout and Kershaw are both on my fantasy team. That's how I know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm out of the biggest surprises. Which one is the biggest in terms of teams that are doing well or poorly? I think St. Louis you think is doing Louis? so poorly right now. You think St. Louis? biggest surprise to me. Okay. I would say it's how good the Reds are doing for me. I did not see that coming at all. Like, every team struggles. You know, St. Louis is, I figured they would be better than what they are. It's a big surprise. But I did not expect the Reds to be, you know, almost the talk of the town with L.A. De La Cruz coming up and then Joey Votto basically being the old man and leading all these kids that are 25, 26 years old to they they have a playoff spot right now. I'm pretty sure, Mm -hmm. which is, or no, did the Brewers take over that division? I thought the Reds took back, took it back over. Yeah. But it's been a lot of fun. I think it's been a fun season so far. And you know, the pitch clock is it's working. It's doing its job. I'll say that to, the pitch clock um but yeah anything else on just before we get to our fun fact um i was i fell asleep through my team's perfect game Mm -hmm. that's Uh, right just as some background i guess i should fall asleep for through yankees perfect game attempts more often uh for those of you who are old enough to remember mike messina uh back in 2001 against the red sox at Fenway, he was pitching a perfect game, and I was asleep through the first 26 outs. I woke up in the top of the ninth. My dad woke me up to watch the final out, and Carl Everett hit that single in the outfield, which probably would have been catchable if the outfielder laid out, but he didn't. But 
Uh, this time, because the game was out on the West Coast, I, w- I mean, I'm, I'm an early sleeper nowadays anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was especially not going to be out for a game in Oakland. Yeah. So when you texted me at like one in the morning. I was in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you were like, per- you had like a gift saying perfect. Yep. I had no idea you were talking about. I'm like, oh, all right. And then <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I could go back to sleep now. Yeah. I wasn't watching it. I just, uh, I was at my buddy's apartment in Chicago because I was visiting Wrigley. And that was all. I can also talk about that too. But uh, all of a sudden, I just get the update. I'm like, oh, yeah, Domingo Grimaldi's got a perfect game going. And I'm like, I should text Kev because he's probably asleep. He's not paying attention at all to this. Um, and I texted you right after it finished, right after it finished. And I kind of felt bad because I was like, all right, that's right. Domingo has a little bit of history with the uh, domestic violence. And I'm like, Ugh, how do Yankee fans feel about this? Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, st- still got still perfect game. 24th in MLB history. Is that right? No, 23. 23- 23rd gosh we're terrible yeah you should listen to us for yeah for just being terrible and knowing things yeah i do know it's the first perfect game since king felix back in 2012 and yeah. that's when they there was like quite a bit of perfect games going on in that the that's time span 24 i was right because you, because it was, my gut. it was like 2009 to 2012 you had burley you had umber Braden, uh holiday Kane and King Felix. That's six. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm missing someone. Am I missing someone or? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was 24. I was right. I went with, go with my gut. I, that's what I've been telling myself all summer. Go with your gut. And yep, then the fourth in Yankees history, the three other times the Yankees were world champions in those years. Yeah. So. I don't know if I'm going to count on that this year, but hey, yeah. I keep, keep my hope somewhere. Yep. So. All right, enough of the general talk. It's been, there's a lot been going on. Um, Indeed. But, Kev, why don't you tell us an interesting fact for today for the listeners that are listening? And also, shout out to everyone that, you know, continues to listen to us and, you know, sh- interacts on the Instagram. You know, it's, it's been a lot of fun for Kev and I just to do this. And we're, I've seen Kev get more active on Twitter, um, and I've been trying to get more active on Instagram. So we're going to try to do that. Uh, more um, feel free to share you know some stuff w- w- with us you know if you want us to talk about certain things but um, Kev what's your interesting fact well first of all we have four followers well now. we gained one yeah we gained one yeah it's uh, me the 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 guy who in the, uh, in Asia yeah Oshiro yeah he's uh, got like 20 some thousand followers that piece I'll call them all out I guess okay I, I don't know who he is but thank you <laughs> And Francis, who looks like a spam account. Okay, Francis. Because it's a picture of some random lady. Ah. (laughs) Well, shout out to Francis. Yes. Thanks for the follow. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure his name's not Francis. (laughs) No, no, no. The the account is like Francis as like a a woman's name. Yes. Francis? I've only known as a man's name. F R A N C E S. Yeah, I've only known that as a man's name. No, no, Francis. That that's with an I instead of an E in the name. Like I'm, like I'm, Francis Scott Key. That's that's a man's name. Yeah. There's also Frances, which is Frances. Like Frances. Is that Hispanic? Uh, I guess it has the word France in it. <laughs> 
Oh, the French. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> French champagne. Oh um, we are totally getting off track right here. <laughs> no, it, it, it kind of has to do with it somewhat. I'll try and find a way to segue into it. But baseball is truly a sensory experience. <laughs> When you go to a ballpark, there's a lot of sights to take in. Yeah. The sight of the green grass and the crowds, the sounds of the crack at the bat and the crowds once again, the smells of the different foods and the grass Mm -hmm. and the beer. Um, The one part of that that has to tie into it is the food. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's just certain staples of a baseball game, which... If they're not there, you can't really call it a baseball game I that would you're ag- at. I would agree. Or a legitimate ballpark. So I include a list of the top five food staples at baseball well, parks. What's your fun fact? I don't have a fun fact. Oh, so we're, top sk- five. we're skipping the fun fact and we're going straight to the top five? Yeah. Oh. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. We are skipping the fun facts for you today. We are going straight to Kev's top five. We will have two fun facts for you next time. So sorry for that. We're Kev, what are the top five food? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so uh, th- this is just my opinion of the food staples you have to have. This doesn't include beer. This okay. is just food. Mm-hmm. Um, so number five, ice cream. But it has to be ice cream in a specific container. Or like like the helmet? Like the little baseball helmet. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Now, have you ever ordered one as an adult? What, the baseball? The helmets, the baseball helmets. No. Okay. I feel weird if I did. I haven't, but I really want to now. I, I want to, too. I really want to now. We, we just got to just push the shame to the side and just say, yeah. F it, we'll... We're just gonna do us. <laughs> That's the great thing to do, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's next? <laughs> we are just really uh, going at it today. We're we're uh, all over the place. For it to me is cotton candy. Okay. You see the all the guys walking down, up and down the aisles with these massive mm-hmm. poles of cotton candy on them. I feel like you have to see those. Okay. Um, and then the three I think are pretty much staples that you can mix and match mm-hmm. uh three is cracker jacks i really don't know too many people that actually eat cracker jacks i haven't seen cracker jacks at a game in forever like i don't I, i've uh, seen them oh i've seen them but i don't seen anyone eating them no no one no eats one eats them, them. No but that, that they sell them there. yeah they sell them what are the <laughs> i we should look up the revenue for cracker jacks you know or is it just a promotion i mean it's in it's said at least once every ball game because of the take me out to the ball game yeah but I can't. I don't even know if I've ever had Cracker Jacks. I, I had them at a Yankees game like twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, right, look, all right, I'll put out a poll after this and see. Have you ever had uh, Cracker Jacks? Yeah. Uh, see what see what people say. Uh, second to me is peanuts, though. Peanuts, okay. And, and you gotta get them with the shells because okay. you gotta break the shells, and the shells have to cover the mm-hmm. the aisles and stuff. Okay. And one I think is the obvious one, and that's hot dogs. Correct. Correct. Um. I would have had cotton candy up higher. Okay. I would have had probably in terms of like t- from top to bottom or pr- from your list, I probably would have had hot dog, cotton candy, ice cream. Peanuts. What? I have peanuts. Yeah. I think because it's let me explain. So hot dog number one, cotton candy number two, ice cream three, cracker jacks four, peanuts five. Reason why I do the scorebook at the game. I can't be doing the book and cracking peanuts every 
it's too much. Well, that's because that's your personal preference. Exactly. It's, that's my top five. This is your top five. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. What I are you mean, trying to get at? I mean, you can be wrong. That's no, all no, no. Say. That's not true. I'm never wrong. Ever. Never. Anyway. So, yeah. So, that's a good top five, though. I think that's... I would probably... I'm trying to think if there's any other food. Would you consider beer? Uh, I, would put, you, I would probably put that at one if it was a broader topic. Okay, so just most, outside of food. Okay, just food. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I had a Chicago dog in, and when I was at Wrigley. Pretty good. Pretty good. Now, Wrigley only had classic food they didn't have any like like hispanic or asian or anything it was just pretty much chicken fingers with hot dogs hamburgers beer and like cotton candy and everything so it was definitely interesting had the old ballpark feel with that uh but my friend was uh died as a uh, dairy allergy so i was like he couldn't have the rolls or anything so we're trying to find him some stuff but couldn't find him anything so he just ended up getting french fries with uh he would go to they would have these salad bars where it had the pickles the relish the onions the peppers and he just we just loaded up on pickles and peppers (laughs) and everything so we had like a tray of fries and then there was like 15 pickles with everything it was it was a lot of fun i'm curious to see if that's how family's gonna be like it's with the similar like just the standard ballpark fare yeah i feel like they might be a little more expanded yeah they might be yeah they might be but when are you going again i'm going july the 21st they're playing the mets okay awesome i'm still debating in my head whether i want to deck myself out in yankees gear for that or not have everyone a red sox mets, mets fan and being the most hated man in the ballpark. yeah you would be the most hated man in the ballpark yeah for sure yeah even more than the umpires yeah um good list good list um, even if cb buckner's there Well, Angel, if what about Angel? Yeah, I think Angel. Angel would be the most hated. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so if you have any, you know, comments or questions about Kev's top five, let us know on Instagram. I'll probably put, you know, do you agree with Kev's top five uh, on Instagram? Got a lot of things to add to Instagram apparently today. Um, but, no, that was good. I liked it. Uh, so now we're going to transition into what is the special edition version of this podcast, um, what's coming up, Kev? What's coming up in a couple of days? A trip to the beach. Yeah, you're going on Saturday. Okay, what's happening on Monday and Tuesday? Coming up, a couple meetings. Okay, he's enough. I can't do this right now. <laughs> Baseball has something coming up on Monday and Tuesday. It is called the Midsummer Classic. For people who don't know what that means, it's the MLB All Star Game. And that includes the Home Run Derby on Monday and the Celebrity All-Star Game, all that, but then the regular All-Star Game on Tuesday. So I figured it would be a really cool time to talk about the All-Star Game and give some history about it. You know, we're trying to be a little more positive. You know, we've been a little bit negative and kind of with our our thoughts on this season. Um, Mm. But this is something that I believe that MLB does really well. The All-Star Game is one of my favorite things. And I think that people should be educated on the history. And I think that uh, I'll go through, also go through some things that, you know, I would want to be improved, That just some suggestions. Um, and then also we're going to go through some snubs that got didn't make the All-Star game this year because there were a couple guys that should make it that didn't. And there were guys that did make it that shouldn't be on there. Right. And then 
I have a little surprise that to see if, uh, not a surprise, but a little something that is kind of fun that we can talk about and see if you can get uh, some of the names that are on this list. But, uh, Kev, do you know when the first All-Star game was? 1933. Wow, that's impressive. People, I did not tell him that or anything. That's impressive. That's Kev's memory right there. Do you know what park and do you know what city? This would be impressive. Let, let me try and guess. Was it Kamitsky? Yes. Wow. The people, this is amazing. This I is did, what happens when you have no life. No, that's not true. That's a great life. Women, he is single. He is awesome. Um, but yes, first All-Star Game was held on July 6, 1933 in Kamensky Park in Chicago. Um, it was originally part of the World's Fair in 1933 and was initiated by Arch Ward, um, who was a sports editor at Chicago Tribune. Um What's funny about this is it was supposed to be a one-time event, mm-hmm. but because of the success, they decided to make it an annual one. Uh, so, from, uh, so yeah, so th- it started in 1933, and then it continued on yearly. But from 1959 to 1962, they had two All-Star games, and that's why some guys have a lot more All-Star game appearances compared to others, because guys like Hank Aaron, he only played, I think he appeared in 21 All-Star Game seasons, but he has 20, he's 21 seasons, but 24 All-Star Games. So he, because he played in two All-Star Games. Um, and the reason why they had these two All-Star Games is, was to increase the money going to the player's pension fund. Um, but this practice was ended after 1962, uh, after the owners agreed to give the players a larger share of the income from a single game. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was a time when a lot of players had jobs in the offseason. Yeah, much different than it is today, you know. Um, so a little some more interesting facts about the All-Star Game. Cleveland Stadium and the original Yankee Stadium have each hosted four All-Star Games, which is the most. New York City has, is the most uh, hosted city. Right. And um, that's been nine times. Or I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, nine times in five different stadiums. Um, and it took... I, don't I remember looking this up, but it's not here on my notes. I think it took over forty something years for the Mets to have one after it started, which is interesting given that it was, uh, you know, it's the Mets in New York City. Obviously, the Yankees over. To, what are you talking about? What are you looking at? What? No, I'm just trying. Yeah, I don't think they ever hosted one at Shea. I don't remember one at Shea. I remember City Field. City Field had it. Yeah, because twenty thirteen. Yeah, because I remember Scherzer started versus Granky. Yeah, mm, yeah. maybe. Mm, I can't remember that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That was I figured that Yankee Stadium would be the most hosted, and it hosted the last year. It was a lot. It was uh, in two thousand eight, yep. which was a good World Series. That I have an interesting fact. All Star Game. Yeah, I wish they hosted. They, they didn't even make the playoffs that year. So an interesting fact that uh, I can go on now is that the Phillies, the Yankees, the Rangers, and the Rays are the only teams that have not hosted an All Star Game in their current ballpark. Now. Globe Life Field for Texas, they are coming up, I think, in 2024, or it's either next year or the following year. And then the Phillies are coming up in 2026, which is the 250th anniversary of, of uh, Independence, which is awesome. Live podcast from the All-Star Game. I'm going up. to that All-Star Game or Home Run Derby. I'm going to one of them. I'm, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't care how much it costs. I'm paying it. Yeah. I don't care if it goes <laughs> in my savings. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going. That's yeah. one of my favorite things ever. Like, I just... I wish I could buy tickets right now. Yeah. I wish I could. 
Um, honestly, the only guy that might be on the team is Harper, <laughs> just because of the contract. Well, Turner will be on the team, because, but he'll probably be super slow by then. Um, but one interesting thing that I believe you and I would agree on that is a really dumb thing that the All-Star Game did from 2003 to 2016. Do you know what they did, Kev, for the All-Star Game? Whoever won, whoever league won that All-Star Game had home field advantage in the World Series. So say the Yankees, say, say the American League won an All-Star Game one year. <laughs> if the Yankees made the World Series that year, they'd have home field advantage because they play in the American League. Even if they were the worst team. Yep. That's the dumbest freaking rule. Well, you know the background to that, right? The 2002 All-Star Game? Uh, was that the one in Milwaukee? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that's why. Because yeah. it ended in a tie. Yeah, it ended in a tie. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was when uh, Torrey Hunter robbed Barry Bonds. That was one of the good All-Star moments. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, from 2003 to 2016, whoever won, whichever league won the All-Star game, that league would have home field advantage. It was very, it was very scrutinized. A lot of people didn't like it. Um, and eventually that ended it in 2017 and reverted back to whoever whoever the host team's league serviced the home team uh, for the All-Star game. Um, yeah, so it's basically best record. So like last year, the uh, Astros had better record than the Phillies, so they hosted the World Series. So there's no correlation anymore. Um, and some just uh, kind of current facts about uh, the All-Star Game is that the managers in the NL and AL are represented by the previous year's World Series team. I couldn't figure, I couldn't find where that, when that started, but I do like that. I do uh, enjoy that. You know, it rewards the two teams that made it last year, gives them recognition. That's um, as far back as I can remember, I think. What? Having the manager of whoever. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't remember what it was before. I do have something interesting later about that. Um, another interesting thing is that every team must have one representative. It doesn't matter. They have, even if they're a terrible team, like I'll show you later, they have to have at least one representative. Um, like the, the Braves have eight going for the NL, but the Phillies only have one going. That's it's Castellanos. Castellanos. Yep. Thank God. Um, the fans vote for the starters, the, uh, and then the, Managers choose the uh, the pitchers, uh, but I think that MLB chooses the uh, the reserves. I don't know if it's necessarily the managers or not, um, but I think it's interesting that the fans vote for the starters. I have some something I'm kind of teasing at all these things that I'm going to have hand in just a little bit, um, but I do like that fans vote. I think it Im- involves in everything, but I do have one thing is that, you know, the All-Star Game for guys that are close to being in the hall of fame, having another one or two all-star games can really add to their hall of fame resume. Um, and so having the fans vote, you know, like Harper, Harper almost got in as a DH and, you know, he was only like a couple hundred thousand votes shy of being the DH, but now he's not going to in because, um, he really, he really didn't deserve it. But you know, something like that is interesting that the fans vote. Um, and then in the last couple years, Nike has been sponsoring the jerseys since they took over for MLB's official uniform and their special edition All-Star Game jerseys, which started back in 2021, which I think is pretty cool, even though if the jerseys aren't necessarily my favorite so far, I think it, or I liked the um, the ones when they originally was supposed to be in Atlanta, but they ended up moving to Coors Field. I liked those jerseys a lot. Do you remember those? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um do you like that the fact that they do the jerseys now instead of the the representing? So they used to um, wear they used to wear 
the their team's jerseys. So yeah. the Phillies would wear the Phillies jersey, the Yankees would wear their Yankee jersey, the A's would wear their A's jersey, stuff like that. I thought it was pretty cool seeing that. Um, but I do also like having it be more like, okay, these are the NL players, like yeah. in everything, and this is the AL players. Like they're a team today instead of representing their team at, in a game. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So there's some interesting facts uh, to get there. All right. So I mentioned that Hank Aaron has the most all-star game appearances, 21. I'm sorry, appearance seasons. He appeared in 21 all-star game seasons, but he has the most all-star games in a period too, which is 25. Appeared in 25 all-star games. Yeah. Um. There's been the MVP awards. Willie Mays, Steve Garvey, Gary Carter, Cal Ripken Jr., and Mike Trout all have two. Wow, they, Steve Garvey got in there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, most all-star game hits is Willie Mays with 23. Most all ga- all-star game runs batted in is Ted Williams at 12. Now, this is interesting. Most all-star game home runs. Who? How many do you think? How many do you think is the number? For, well, for look, one player, I'm looking at the same Wikipedia page as you are. Oh yeah, you're looking right now. So yeah, I know who it is. Yeah, most of this is from this is some of this is from Wikipedia, some of this is from CBS, some of this is from um, from other stuff. Okay, so you're looking at the same stuff. Okay, um, Stan Musial, by the way. Yeah, Stan Musial, um, six home runs is all time leader for uh, for home runs uh, All Star Game person. Um, so yeah, so that's some history on the All Star Game. Now I'm going to go to the home run derby section now and we're going to come back to the all-star game stuff in a little bit um but overall i like learning a little bit more about the history about the all-star game um but i think the home run derby is actually better than the all-star game i think the mlb does all-star weekend whatever it is better than all the other sports i've heard that hockey's pretty good but no one watches the NBA All-Star Game. The slam dunk contest has kind of gotten boring. <laughs> and no one watches the Pro Bowl. Players don't even want there, to go to the Pro there, Bowl. There is no Pro Bowl anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, dude, they had like a skills challenge or whatever. Yeah, because, <laughs> because they know they don't want, no one watches yeah, it. No one watches it. No one watches it. So I think the MLB does it the best. I agree. Um, and I think it's also a very, even though it's, um, you know, it's a it's a family friendly sport. Like they definitely, it's definitely gotten more like they're getting more adults into it. Um, you know, like old kind of like that that demographic that more is focused on just like the casual fan. You know, they're having like celebrity all star games, so that way they can get some people that might not know um, more baseball stuff like that. So I think it's been good, um, but I think the home run derby is the best all star game thing period in all of sports. It's one of the best events in all of sports period um and in 2015 they changed it for the better do you remember what happened in 2015 kev tell me more <laughs> so it used to be that a player would get 10 outs yes so if they swung and they didn't get a swung and hit the ball and it didn't go over the fence it was getting out well back in 2015 they decided to change it so that way you get a limited amount of swings, but you have a time limit. And oh my goodness, did that make the home run derby even better? Because there was, I think, triple the amount of home runs that were hit or something like that. And I mean, Todd Frazier won it. That was a great home run derby. He would walk off uh, to win it, I think, in a sudden death. Um, but the players have a time limit now where it's three minutes. 
you can hit as many home runs as it, you hit as many as you can in that round. And it's great because sometimes the guys hit 30. Like I think Vlad hit Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit 30 one year in three minutes. And you, get, you get bonus time if you hit it over 440 feet. You get 30 minute, thirty seconds added forever, yeah. I think. Yeah. But um, I just think that the Home Run Derby is freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, and this year, you have Pete Alonso coming back to defend his crown again. Um, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is doing it. Luis Ro- Roberts Jr. is doing it. Uh, Adelise Garcia is doing it. Mookie's doing it. Randy Urosian-Urania doing it. And Adley Rutschman's doing it. Anyone else that I forget? I think that was it. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's saying that Alonso's going to win it. And I cannot stand if that guy wins it again. Gosh. I'm, I'm kind of rooting for Vlad Guerrero Jr. Or uh, probably Mookie, maybe. But anyway. Uh what do you think about the home run derby, Kev? Do you think it's uh, you think it's gotten better since they changed the rules? Yeah, but my favorite memories still are from the pre-time change. Uh, even though I do think the uh, I do like the change better. I do mm-hmm. like having the time limit as opposed mm-hmm. to just ten swings or yeah. ten outs. Um, mm-hmm. And the two that come to mind are Josh Hamilton that was at Yankee Stadium. Dude, that was un- honestly, was, it's probably the best home run derby. Even though I think that the new format's better, but that was probably the best home run derby. To me, the best home run derby, and I, I mean, call it Yankee Red Sox bias or whatever. That was 2011 when it was Cano versus Adrian Gonzalez in the final round. Was that in Arizona? Yes. Yeah. 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 I missed that one. I it, it, it was a one. dang close one. I think Cano only won by one home run oh, in the final round. So was, that was when he wasn't on steroids, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Malnadia uh, made him better. Yeah, uh, I mean, I remember when Bobby Breu and when he was at Comerica Park just lit up uh, Comerica for like twenty something home runs. We're like, where the heck is this coming from? And then he had like three home runs the second half of the season. We're like, well, that ruined him. Um, but then Ryan Howard won it the following year uh, at PNC, and that was a lot of fun seeing him. I win remember it. that. Um, well, it was, it, it, that's what happened to Judge's rookie year too. Yeah. He was on a tear, and then after the home run derby, he struggled for a while yeah and last year it was rigged when Schwarber and Pujols were up against each other because Schwarber could have easily won it but they wanted Pujols to win it they were like Schwarber just just, just, yeah. just miss just yeah. miss this yeah. Yeah. like Pujols and um I had no problem with it but uh yeah I think my favorite memory in the all-star game might be the Josh Hamilton one just because how crazy that was everyone was going berserk at that he was just hitting 500 foot home runs like it was nothing yeah Ah, uh, it's just, I love it it's with so such much. ease and like yeah, and, and at places where I didn't think you could hit a home run at Yankee Stadium before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still think the most impressive home run I see, saw at the old stadium was Bonds. Yeah, in two thousand two, hitting it mm. into the third deck, and if it wasn't for that third deck there, that ball, ball probably would have gone sailing forever. It's still yeah, still not yeah. Landed, yeah. <laughs> but um, Josh Hamilton is close. Yeah, he's close. Um, and one of the cool things is that the, whoever wins the home run derby gets a million dollars. And I think they get a truck, too, or something like that. Uh, but I think that's pretty cool. Because Alonzo, he wasn't even getting a million dollars in his salary. So he won it a couple of times, and he earned twice his salary with it. So that was pretty cool. Um, How do you think the home run derby will do at Citizens Bank? I don't know. I'll s- tell you when I'm there. I think it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't see guys hit it really in the third deck that much. I think Howard's hit it once, and Bonds hit it. Um has Harper reached the third deck? No, but in batting practice the other day, he hit one under the concourse in center field 
<laughs> in the air, which is up at least 460 feet. Yeah. Um, well, Howard hit it out there once, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, so the record is 482. That's just, there's a 482 sign out on I d- Ashburn I do Allen. know that. Yeah, yeah, that's the farthest home run at Citizens Bank. Um, the longest one I saw was in batting practice. Stanton hit one. Uh, it was, it was. I was actually in center field when it hit. But you know the break in where left field is the upper deck, yes. and and Ashburn Alley is. He hit it over the left center field, uh, left center field uh, upper deck, yeah. which is like five hundred feet. Yeah. He, I was like, good lord, that thing just was a missile. Yeah, the longest in person I saw was a Rod uh, yeah. at the old stadium, and he hit it into the left field like if you're familiar with the old stadium there they have like nine in the park in the bullpen and then you have the bleachers behind that mm-hmm. he almost did it hit it into the bleachers but like the beyond monument park in yeah. the bullpen and i'm like how like yeah that must be almost 500 feet yeah was he on roids then too all I these, think, I all think these so. yankees that were on so. roids huh um but anyway i th- i think the home run derby is the best and i hope that this year is another great great opportunity and uh, for people to enjoy some, you know, people they might not have heard, like Adelise Garcia for Texas and Luis Robert for Chicago. Um, you know, they haven't heard these guys. And then Adley, Adley Rutschman's a rookie. So that's pretty cool. You're getting that. Um, and then, oh, Julio Rodriguez, J-Rod. That's another guy that I forgot. He's representing Seattle. Um, it'd be cool to see him win, honestly. It'll be interesting in this ballpark because Seattle is not a hitter-friendly park. No, it's not. It's not. Um, they have improved it to left center a little bit. They brought in and lowered the fence a little bit. It, it might be one of the more pitcher friendly ballparks in baseball. Yeah, I mean it's not. It's not. Maybe it's not, not San like Francisco. LA standards. It's not San like, Francisco though. I thought San Francisco was hitter friendly. No, it's not. You got four hundred thirty something feet to right center or whatever it is. Four twenty to right. It's pretty short down the right field line though. Yeah, we still got to hit it up high. And it, it shoots out pretty quick. Hit it, hitting the ball into Mc, McCovey Cove is not an uncommon occurrence. There's only been 99 of them. But, well, like <laughs> half of them is bonds. Or it? there might have been 100. I can't remember. But, yeah, there was 100 because they were stuck on 99. Or, or, like, either that or it bounces off the concourse behind it and then goes in. Oh, that's different. Yeah. They're like splashes have to be, yeah. for it to be considered a splash, they have to be in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, let me rephrase that then. Hitting over that seating area yeah, in yeah, general yeah. is not an uncommon okay. occurrence. Yes, yes, there. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but as much as I love the All-Star Game and love the Home Run Derby, I thought of some things that might benefit them. Uh, if here it, we it go. Be, no, they're, they're fun. They're fun. Okay. So you know how each team has to have one representative. Okay, yes. and the fans vote to have the starters in. So I had the idea. Well, why don't the fans vote for just one player they want their team to be representative for the All Star game? So say if the Yankees, you want a judge to represent your All Star team, so that way you each team gets a rep gets a representative, and then the fans can vote to have them be there. So that would be one change that I think would be cool. Now, obviously, you have to work out, you know, say if, you know, there's 15 pitchers that are selected from the AL or something like that instead of a position player. But I think it would mostly be position players that you could have represented. Um, what do you think? Do you like that? Instead of having them vote for the starters, you just have, so I would vote, you know, I probably would have voted Castellanos. So he would be the Phillies representative. And then each team gets one representative that is voted for by the team's 
by the, by the fans, and then the rest after that is everyone's filled in by the managers. Because I feel like it, there's players that don't get in that deserve to be in, and I feel like you know if they if they really want to keep this rule that each team has to have one representative, why don't you have the fans vote to have their one representative they really want to see at the All Star game, and then the rest are the guys that earned it. You know, does every team have to have one representative? The, are you talking about in like a rule change or something like that? Or well, well, r- I mean, right now they do. Yes. No, no, I know that. I'm asking it rhetorically, uh, uh, like. To, would that affect you, maybe your rule that change? Goes in, that goes that goes into my next one because it says if you if you don't like that, I'm okay with not having a representative for every team. Okay, I'm okay with that yeah. because I think that it'd be better because Michael Lorenzen, <laughs> this was a guy that I was going to bring up later. He is Detroit Tigers' loan representative. He is two and six with a four point two eight ERA in fourteen starts. That's not all star material. That's not all star material. He nope. shouldn't be in the All-Star game. But because every team has to have a representative, he's in there. Now, I picked up some players that I think could replace him instead. I thought the closer for Detroit could have possibly got in because he's got 12 saves and he's been pretty good def- uh, bullpen guy. Um, it's a shame that Eduardo Rodriguez got hurt because he's been their best player and best pitcher, but he doesn't have enough starts to uh, be considered an All-Star for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That would be one thing that I would change. Well, I, I also asked that because I think that might affect your first rule change to a degree because then it might be easier to choose starters that way. So this would ju- you would just vote for your representative? Yeah. So each, so you would wrote, say you voted for judge, okay? Yeah. So that would be your guaranteed one player that is represented there. And I would have the Phillies, I'd vote Castellanos, who one representative there. So every team gets to have their fans vote for their representative that is in the All-Star game. And then the rest are picked by the managers or the MLB. How do you, like, but what if I want to vote for someone who thinks who deserves it, who's on another team? That's what I'm saying. This is, so this, you know how the, fan, the fans do that right now. But the thing is, they, they voted Orlando Arcia, who is, Shouldn't be an all-star, okay? He is batting 296, but he's got seven home runs and 28 RBIs as a shortstop. Francisco Lindor has got twice as many home runs and twice as many RBIs, but he's not starting. And the Braves already have seven other guys. Orlando Garcia should not be a shortstop for the starting lineup for the NL. But because the fans voted him in, he is. And I don't think that's technically fair to have him be it and then, you know, a guy like Kentel Marte. I'm, these are guys that I'm bringing up, bringing up later, but he should be an all-star. He's batting 285 with 15 home runs and, and 44 RBIs, 61 one, run, 61 runs scored. He's got twice the war that Orlando Arcia has, but he's not an all-star. What if all the voted representatives end up being starters? No, I'm not saying that they have to be starters. I'm saying that— No, no, no. What if that happens? What are you talking about? You know, like, like all the stars that are— I don't quite get what. No, so the, the, what the fans would be voting under my new rule is that they have one representative. They don't have to be starters. The manager can choose who starts. These are just players that are represented by represented by your team. So, say if Judge got voted in by your team by mm-hmm. by your fans as your one representative. Okay, you can add other players to the team, but the fans voted to have judge there because they want to judge there right but you're also you're saying that the managers will choose the starters are the, they, they choosing it by themselves without 
any fan yes. interference. Yes. Yes. So they. they but, th- 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 that's what I'm saying. What if what if their starters end up being everyone that the fans choose for? That's fine. Like okay. if the, if the man yeah if the managers okay. end up shooting like oh yeah you know what these nine guys out of the fifteen for the AL that are voted you know th- yeah these guys should be starters that's fine you understand what I'm saying and and the rest of the people are voted no 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 so the the only thing that's voted is the one representative by the fans so each each every fifteen teams in the AL they get to vote for one person on their team you understand what I'm saying. I do, no, I do. <laughs> yes and no, because okay. What, me, what if s- I don't want to vote for anyone on my team? What if it's they just don't so, vote? They, they don't vote. That's fine. What the? Why can't I vote for say like a superstar like Otani? Because why I, can't th- I just do that? Because I think this would this would solve the problem where like Detroit's Michael Lorenzen. I don't think Detroit really wants Michael Lorenzen up there representing them. Yeah, the I I, I guess. I'm not totally opposed to it, but yeah. I do think maybe it should be broadened a little bit to more than just being one representative for your team exclusively. Okay. Because like if I'm an A's fan, yeah, who am I going to vote for? They probably to represent myself. They probably would my team. They probably would have voted Rooker, like the guy that they they did. They got in. Yeah, but like, but that's the thing. That's the reason why I brought this up is because Detroit, because I don't think Detroit wants Michael Lorenzen representing them. They'd much rather have. They probably would have had Mickey go. Yeah, and I think that like that's fair because Mickey's g- going to retire now, and that'd be cool. But they have Michael Lorenzen going. That's dumb. Like bec- that's it's just trying to solve the problem that of the one representative that has to be there. I figured, you know what? Why not have the fans pick who they really want to represent their team there? Because you know, if uh, who's another team that only has one? Uh, but the, it also clashes with your rule that you shouldn't have to have everyone represented. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're not okay with that, I have no problem with not everyone being representative. But if they do keep this where they have to have one representative, I think the fans should vote to have that who they want at the All-Star game. Does that make sense? For I, their team. No, for I, their... I, I get what you're saying. I just don't agree. Okay. All right. Then move on. Move on. Okay. Uh, so the managers currently are the NL and AL from the previous World Series. What about former All-Stars as managers, former all-star players like Yadier Molina coming in to be, you know, the, uh, um, you know, the all-star manager for the NL or something like that. Give them a little bit of like, you know, fun with that or have celebrity all uh, managers. You know, you could have, I'm trying to think, Will Ferrell as, you know, the, the NL manager. Now you can have the other coaches there with you, but it'd be pretty cool to, you know, to have, you know, just a little bit of fun with it because it doesn't, the game doesn't matter anymore. There's no, the only thing that matters is some of the guys get the tr- the truck if they win the MVP. And um, I think they get a bonus just for making the all-star team. That's it. So they already made the all-star team. You don't want anyone getting hurt. So just as long as no one gets hurt, why not have some fun with it? What do you think? Yes. Um, I think I'll limit it more to managers and maybe like, Noted, like retired Le- baseball yeah, like players. legends and yeah. everything. Yeah, that's like what like, I was like if Griffey would manage the American League or yeah. something. Yeah, that'd be pretty. Like for for the yeah. AL because it's in Seattle, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You know, Schmidt maybe vote uh, becomes the manager for the NL when it comes to Philly. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. You yeah. know, um, so I think that's a pretty cool yeah. rule change. I, I do like that. Okay, so you know how the chain the uniforms are representative for Seattle. You know the colors and everything yes. and the design. Why doesn't why don't Nike design like four different designs 
and then have fans vote to which ones they want to have as their design. Three. Three? Pick three? I would say three. Three? Okay. Why is four too many? I think it's, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fair. I'm okay yeah. with that. Because right now, I don't like the new the All-Star jerseys that much. They're, they're okay. They're not, I'm not sure if it's just because there's the, I, w- I like plain jerseys in the sense that, like, there's too much going on in the material just by itself. I wanted a clean, I, I liked uh, the last couple years. Like, last year when in L.A., like, it was, it, the Phillies one was white with gold lettering. I was like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. Simple, clean. But the one for Seattle, just it kind of looks like an army type of, like, jersey. They're, 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 they're greenish ones I don't like. I, I do like their bluer ones for the National League. Okay, so I like the greener ones better. <laughs> I, yeah. I I personally think they're okay. I don't know if I'd get a Castellanos jersey I, in it, or honestly. If I, if Harper or someone I liked a little bit more, I, I do like Castellanos, but I don't know if I want to go buy. Like, I thought about buying a um, JT All-Star jersey for when he was in Colorado, because that was a pretty cool one. But, you know, it, these ones don't excite me as much as the other ones did. No. Well, the LA ones I didn't think were terribly exciting. I, I mean, thought they, they were clean. Yeah, I thought they were clean. I like the white ones better than the the, the NL ones were better than the AL because the black yes. was the black wasn't great, yeah. but the white ones were clean. They, those are better. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. I'm okay with the three. I'm okay with the three uh, choices. Okay. Gotcha. Home run derby. The previous champion, so Pete Alonso, he gets to choose who they go up against once the brackets are revealed. So say you know he's I think he's going up against Mookie Betts in the first round. So if he was if he decides to play if he was the previous champion which he is and he wants to do the home run derby this year which he is he can choose who he goes up against the first round because he won last year almost giving like uh you know pre- uh not bragging rights just like preference because he won it he's been there before what do you think you like that yeah yeah um it's kind of happening anyway because he's going up against Mookie in round one he's a, he's the top I think he's the top seed actually I don't know. Sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, my la- and my last one for the changes that I would improve. Home run derby, metal bats. I want to see 600-foot home runs. I want to see them hit it out of the ballpark, and I don't want to see the ball ever again. Do, do, do you want to see 100-mile-an-hour uh, balls coming right at pitchers' faces? They have the screen. What, you're going to have a screen there while the pitchers pitch at the All-Star game? No, no, oh, no, you're no, talking no, about no, home run oh, derby. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, 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 home Sorry. run derby. Yeah, no, no, Sorry, no, no, no. I'm out of it. Yeah, okay, that's better. Yeah, no, yeah. home run derby, yeah. Get the kids out of the field or anything. They're, they get, <laughs> I, every time that they're there, I feel so, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to get hurt so bad. Um, but, yeah, I want to see 600-foot home runs. Okay. Yeah? You yeah. cool with that? Yeah. All right, sweet. Okay. So we're going to go through the all-star snubs and players that shouldn't be there real quick, um, just so that way for timing. Um, all-star snubs, Tatis Jr., he was batting. He's a shortstop. He's been batting 281, 16 home runs, 44 RBIs with 3.9 more. The, fan, the fans don't like him. The fans don't like him, so that's why he didn't get the votes in there. But he should have been He should have been in. It, that's one guy that he should have been in. Um, even though he's playing, he's right field. That's right. He's playing. He's in the outfield. So even with all that, he should have been in. Um, another guy, Cattell Marte. I explained earlier. He's having a fantastic year. Uh, he's got three point seven WAR, two eighty five average, fifteen home runs. Uh, he's got sixty one runs scored already. 
Um, he should have been in. He was second base. Um, okay. Yo, uh, what's a, I pronounced this name correctly. Yoan Duran. He's the flamethrower for Minnesota. He's been all over Twitter because he's got like a hundred mile an hour splitter. He is two and three with a 1.93 ERA with 12 saves and a 1.04 whip. He should have been in. He, there's only four relievers that were in and two of them are from Baltimore. I felt that one Batista should have got in, but not Cano. I feel like Duran should have been in. No one's cared about Twins pitching since Santana. Correct. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Although Joe Ryan and Pablo Lopez are doing fairly well in Minnesota. Oh, no. I'm not saying that they haven't been good. Yeah. It's just no one's cared. Yeah, exactly. All right. Moving on. Guys shouldn't have been in there. These are guys that should, should not be in the uh, All-Star game that are. Michael Lorenzen. I explained earlier, 2-6 two and, two and six with a 4.28 ERA in 14 games, 1.17 whip. He's not all-star material. Yeah, he has to be there because of Detroit, and they needed a representative, but they should have been a, picked a different representative. Um, he's not all-star material, but he's going to have an all-star next to his name. Okay, moving on. Guy that, again, guy that shouldn't have been in, even though he's starting in the lineup, is Orlando Arcia. 296, seven home runs, 28 RBIs. For shortstop. Let me look up Lindor's stuff real quick. Because for him, would you be okay with him being a reserve or just not being in the All-Star game in general? I think Danzy Swanson should have been in instead of him. Well, Danzy Swanson's still a reserve. Yeah, he is. But I think that... Uh, like, if you switch Swanson at, in as a starter and then you include Arcia as a reserve, would that be better? Uh, maybe. I think as a shortstops haven't been stellar this year. Like Bogarts is down, Trey Turner's down, stuff like that. So like I wouldn't have been okay. I would have been okay if he was reserve, just because you know he's batting close to three hundred, so that's fair. But everything else is not doing that great in. Um, but but yeah, that's another guy that I felt that he shouldn't have been in. So yeah, that it, it doesn't conclude it. But I wanted to see if you can guess. Uh, from these guys if they have been in the all-star game or if they have not been in the all-star game in their careers okay so they have six i have six players and i want okay. you to say yes or no whether or not you think they were in the all-star game or not go for in their it. career okay eric chavez third baseman for the a's and also for the yankees was he ever an all-star he would have had to have been for oakland if he did if he was um I'm going to say no. No, he was not. Six-time gold glove and a yeah. couple-time silver slugger. Never made the All-Star team. No. He was he was a really good player. Uh, let me, I, know, I had his stats up, but they went away real quick. Um, he was one of my favorite third basemen because he was, yeah, six-time gold glove, silver slugger. He had some really good seasons, 26 home runs, 32 home runs, 34, 29, 29, 27, 22, all while batting around 280. And 100 RBIs in most of those seasons. Yeah. But no All-Stars. He actually finished uh, 14th in MVP voting in 2002. And he won a gold glove and a silver slugger that year. But no All-Star. Oh, my gosh. That's a shame. Okay. Let's see if this guy ever made an All-Star team. Juan Pierre. Doesn't that bring back memories? Yes. Nope. No? He never made an All-Star <laughs> team. Never made an All-Star team. Nope. So many stolen bases, never made an all-star team. Okay. It's the, it's the stolen base yeah. fielding guys that mm-hmm. aren't going to make okay. it. Nick Markakis. Yes. He made one in his yeah. last year. It was kind of like that 
a thing where I do you, remember you, he was in one. You kind of he was like the best player ever to never make an All Star game, and then they kind of just gave him the All Star towards the last towards the end of his career. Well, it's like an uh, Oscar achievement if you'd never win an Oscar at yeah. the end of your career. Yeah, kind of like Leo, he finally got one, even though the Revenant wasn't his best performance. But okay, Travis Hafner. I'm wondering with Cleveland if he ever did. Yes. Nope. Wow, I'm I'm really doing terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kirk Gibson. I think he won an MVP at one year. Yes. He did. Yeah. He did win an MVP. In the year that they won the World Series against the Dodgers. Correct. But he was never an all star. <laughs> he was never an all star. He had uh yeah. In 17 seasons, four teams, uh, he hit 282 with a 369 on base and a 500 slugging, but never made an all-star team. Never made an all-star team, but he won an MVP. It's kind of like when Harper won MVP for the Phillies. He wasn't the all-star. It's a shame. Okay, I got two more. Kyle Hendricks. Was he ever an all-star? There's got to be a yes in there eventually. If I keep saying yes, <laughs> it's going to happen. Yes. No, he was never. An, he's never been an all-star. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> <laughs> never been an all-star. Okay. Last one. Tim Salmon. Hit me. Yes. No. Tim God, Salmon never made an all-star. You only included one that yeah, made one, the yeah. all-star. Yeah, no, because I wanted to see whether or not... All these guys that are... I don't think I would have said yes to Tim Salmon, though. To he, be fair. he was a 40-career war. Okay, He hit 282 with, uh, with a 385 on base with a 498 OPS. 299 career home runs in 14 seasons, uh, including uh, in four or five years, he put up 177 home runs, but never went to the All-Star game. So there were some guys that really should be an All-Star, but they weren't because... Of just circumstances. Yeah. So let us know if you think rule changes should be made, you know, to get some of these guys that do deserve it, like Tatis, Cartel Marte, Duran. Kirk Gibson. Kirk Gibson, you know. Just give Kirk, you know. He's, yeah. yeah. So that's all I got. All-Star game coming up Monday and Tuesday. Home run derby. A lot of fun. Hope you watch it. Uh, I love it. Um, you know, if you have any interesting facts or interesting stories, let us know about it. But, uh that's what I got for the All-Star game. Kev, uh, what do you got for a hot take to close us out? Indeed. Um, well, Seattle is a very rainy climate. <laughs> no. No. Uh, the two stadiums that they have have either been domes like the King Dome, no retractable roof, but their current one is T-Mobile Park. I, I still refer to it as Safeco. Same same here. Even though yeah. it's, it's, it's T-Mobile Park now, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I'm of the opinion, and I think we've, discussed this off podcast before that every stadium needs one of these retractable roofs every single one i don't care if it's femway and they gotta spend like 500 million dollars just to put a roof on it put it on man yeah rain delays are dumb and stupid waste of time Mm -hmm. having delays costs money it screws up people's seasons yeah and it's not good for players to play in when it is raining, slipping on the dirt, get causing injuries. I agree. I'm I'm okay with this one. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay with this. Yeah, I would totally be okay with. It's going to cost a lot of money in infrastructure. Uh, they can afford it. Yeah, I know. I think you know, just get some money from the government. They got they hand it out all the time. Oh uh, yeah, that's all it takes. You know, hey, we want some more money if we get some. You know, 
get the retractable roof. Oh, yeah, sure. Here's a billion dollars. I give it all to... Oh, I can't get political. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I also love Safeco. We're going to call it Safeco. Um, I really want to... That's up on my top of my list of the stadiums that I haven't been to. Um, but yes, I agree. I agree with your hot take. I think that Every stadium should have a retractable roof. Yes. Get, let's go bring Wrigley. Go 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 yeah. put go put a retractable roof on Wrigley. They, I mean, they've been doing renovations recently, right? They tore up that big, you know, video board in left field. Let me talk about Wrigley real quick. It is spotless. Literally, I could not find one like little piece of gum or anything. There was no chipped paint. There was nothing. No dirt whatsoever. I was stunned. I went around looking for something to be wrong. I couldn't. Every brick was perfectly placed. I, I could. Yeah, because you... A, a roof. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they do not have a they roof. They don't have a roof. All right, everyone. That's and, the... and you went on a very smoky day out in oh, Chicago. That was awful. Which you could it, have used a roof for. It, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. It was actually the worst... Um, air quality in the United States or like North America or something like that. I don't know if it was the world that had the worst, but my friend was like, yeah, this is one of the worst in uh, North America right now. It was a little tough because we walked around most of the day and uh, it was, I could definitely feel it. You know, when we had it here a couple weeks ago, um, I definitely could feel uh, in Chicago, but other than the murder and uh, like everything, Chicago's pretty cool. Not gonna lie, Chicago's a pretty cool place. Good food. Oh, deep dish. It's not pizza, but it's good. It's it's a casserole. It's not pizza, but it's L- good. Let us know if you yeah. think deep dish is a pizza yeah. or not. Um, but yeah, loved Wrigley. A lot of fun. I have a couple more stadiums, hopefully, to hit the rest of the year. But this was fun. This was a good because I I had a but fun time talking about the all-star game with you. Yeah, I know. It's it's fun to talk about fun and exciting things and not just being like, this sucks, that sucks, <laughs> everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think we needed an episode like this. Yes. Because we, we, really, we, we really do love the game of baseball. Yeah. Even if it, we complain here and there about certain aspects of it, it's still our favorite sport. We still love watching it and we still love talking about yeah, it. Yeah, we can't be total boomers with it, but... Like yeah. eighty, like eighty-five, ninety percent boomer. Yeah, probably. Okay. Taylor would probably disagree and say that we're a hundred percent. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with you. Even you know the first five minutes were shenanigans, couldn't get on topic, <laughs> um, and apparently we didn't have a fun fact prepared. Uh, we just went straight to the top five. That was fun. I liked that segue. Um, so next time we'll have two facts for you, um, and uh, we'll try to figure out what. We'll talk about next, but enjoy the all-star game, everyone, and the home run derby, and we'll catch you next time. Have a good one.